Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. Thank you for spending part of your day with me. I apologize for not doing these as, as frequently as I intend to, but much like Luka Doncic, it's early in the season, and I am inexplicably tired. But we're back at it, and I wanted to point you to some stories that I thought were worth your time. The first uh, occurred yesterday when uh, Mark Stein put in his, a note in his substack that the Dallas Mavericks are not really interested in Ben Simmons, and that the previous story, which had been floating around the internet last week, was mainly one of those stories that are uh, sort of planted in an attempt to drum up interest. Um to be quite honest, I wrote about this, and this was the sort of story that frankly just drove me nuts. Uh, the Mavericks weren't playing very many games. Uh, they were having multiple days between between games, and it just gave the internet a little bit too much time to talk. So when a website called Heavy.com put out a story, uh, a number of people and places sort of took the concept and ran with it, despite the fact that it was very clear reading the sourcing that it was an idea from a rival Western Conference executive that someone thought it might be a good idea. Uh, that's not even a rumor. That's the equivalent of a message board post and someone talking about it and it becoming a full-blown, quote, rumor. A, a rumor has some sort of basis, in fact, coming from a source and something that might happen. Otherwise, it's just a story that people want to tell themselves. Uh, while we're on the subject, Ben Simmons would be a horrible fit. If you haven't watched Ben Simmons lately, he is pretty much a shell of the player that we saw several years ago. I feel bad for the guy in, in some respects, but then again, he still has three years left on his deal with each year north of $35 million. So I think he's going to be just fine. And I'm really delighted that we can put this story to bed. Uh, the next one I would like to point you to is one by Ben Zadell, who wrote a piece on why Christian Wood deserves more minutes, breaking down the numbers that uh, Wood is you know, kind of putting up and the advanced stats and things like that. It's pretty silly that Wood's playing as few minutes as he, as he is right now. I do understand if the Mavericks don't want him to start, but they have to find 30-plus minutes a game. 20 to 25 minutes is not going to cut it, and the Mavericks need more with some of their offensive deficiencies. Uh, anyway, and remember, all these stories are, are linked in the show notes, which I really recommend you go and give them a chance. Uh, up next, our weekly columnist, Matt Robinson, has a wonderful story about, uh, you know, kind of questioning whether the Mavericks can win when the refs stink and when Luka gets really upset and sort of diving into why that, you know, why he does it. The, the you know, she, she has some, some sourced comments and some things from unnamed sources about, you know, people who are, are guessing why they think that the Mavericks or that Luka Doncic in particular sort of struggles with this. Uh, sort of emotional maturity, I think we might uh, reference it as. But it's it's a lot of different points of view, and I thought it was a good story. I really like these stories that she's doing every week. Um, also, we have a Legends update from Ben Zadell as well. You know, we have uh, Dorsey, Hardy, and Wright all playing pretty well in the home opener. The Legends are now 2-1 and one so far this season. If you haven't had a chance to uh, pay attention to what they're doing, it's a lot of fun. We're going to see a fair amount of Hardy minutes, which is good for him. Um, up next, uh, Grant Afseth over at DallasBasketball.com has a quick story uh, about Davis Bertans, who is 
nearing making his return, which is is fantastic because he's not played any this year. And my understanding, at least up until now, uh, is that Bertans has had a really tough tough go of things to the point to where I'm not sure I was feeling pretty I wasn't really feeling confident that he was going to play this year. Uh, a lot of good quotes in the story. Grant's, uh, you know, he he does some some day to day beat work for the da- or for uh, um, DallasBasketball.com, along with a lot of analysis. Grant's a, a really smart guy. I really enjoy following him on social media. Um, along that same lines, Grant wrote a story yesterday uh, that was about Spencer Dinwiddie's hot three point shooting. Um, it's a really fun deep dive into to what he's been doing. And I'm not going to read any parts of the story because, frankly, you should go read it yourself. Uh, I, I did ask some national NBA reporters who I know about Spencer's three-point shooting because he's he's just shooting what is – it's honestly, it's unsustainable. That's not a criticism. He's just shooting so well that it's kind of hard to know what to do with it from three because before coming to the, the Dallas Mavericks, he had um, – he shot below 32% from three. And so right now, in this season, he is shooting an absolutely preposterous, uh, what is it here from three, pulling it up as we're talking, he's shooting just a bonkers uh, 46% from three on seven threes a game. That's not sustainable. That's a 14% jump from his career averages. What is sustainable? I'm really not sure. I, I, when speaking to some some people about this, it seems that particularly in his time in Brooklyn, he had to take a lot of like heave step back type jumpers, end of clock bailout situations. Whereas now he's getting a lot of his shots within the flow of his offense, and he just looks great. I mean, these shots are preposterous. I've had a great time uh, watching him shoot these sort of things, uh, particularly as as he's been helpful in keeping Dallas close in those two losses earlier last week, along with uh, the three straight threes that he made in the Dallas win over Portland. All right, last but not least, I want to point you to Tim McMahon being on the low post talking about the Mavericks. Uh, they they sort of rehash the topic that we've been settling on for a week about Luca's use, usage rate and what the Mavericks can and can't do. Tim McMahon quite reasonably uh, takes the same position that Josh Bowe and I have had for some time, that there's not really anything the Mavericks can do to shore up their roster this season. Maybe something will come up, but that's not really the case. They also talk a little bit about Jalen Brunson and why the Mavericks opted to move on from him and why the Mavericks didn't just offer him $30-plus plus million a year. McMahon and Lowe both think that that would have been something that um, Jalen Brunson would have listened to. But I guess we'll never know because he is now a Nick, but the Knicks aren't exactly a fun place to be. Okay, guys, the Dallas Mavericks play the Los Angeles Clippers a little later tonight, which uh, should be a fantastic game. Uh, because the Mavericks and Clippers have a pretty storied history the last several seasons, and I am going to be looking forward to that one. Josh Bow may be recording the the podcast solo because I'm going to the game, but I'll try to make it on just in case, and then I will be back for the Spotify Live show after the game. I hope you have an opportunity to go download that and join us. We have a lot of fun every game. Folks, this has been Kirk Henderson. Please stop by MavsMoneyBall.com. We have five posts that are scheduled to, to head up today, um, a little later in the morning. Uh, It's a little early right now for that, but we'll see. Everybody have a great Tuesday, and I will talk with you soon.